Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Boys America listeners, welcome to my 353rd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P.'s just back from attending the NFL draft in Nashville, which was an epic event with uh, some 600,000 people attending over the 300 days, uh, over the uh, three days of the draft and it was just epic scenes left and right going down Broadway, uh, the main street in Nashville to as far as the eye could see fans were lining the street. So it was really, uh, quite the spectacle, but my highlight of the week are the Celtics and Bruins both playing in round two of the NBA and NHL playoffs respectively. And Boston is never better than this when both teams are playing, both having won a round and are into round two and some stiff competition. And it would appear, we shall see, uh, because the Celtics yesterday just simply looked awesome uh, with their demolition of the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee for game one, and they just controlled it from start to finish. They won going away. Kyrie Irving uh, showed why he's simply one of the top five players in the NBA as he just dominated the game all around, both shooting as always, uh, his, his full array of talents on the offensive end were certainly on display yesterday. And as well as rebounding and assists to boot. So uh, say what you want about Kyrie, but if the Celtics have any hope of winning the championship, certainly it rests with him performing just like he did yesterday. And Al Horford uh, played a tremendous game and showed that he can stop Giannis. Uh, the presumptive MVP for this year. And if this continues, if Al Horford can keep him under wraps, uh, the Celtics uh, could win this series handily. I'm not about to go where Paul Pierce went yesterday, which was saying basically the series is done after one game. But they did look incredible. And uh, so game two will be fascinating. 
and we'll see if uh, see if the Celtics can get it done in Game Two. But again, Boston is just uh, alive right now with excitement over both teams. It's the games are just you know uh, seemingly every night or or every day that they're being played, and uh, this city really really uh, rises up to the occasion when this is happening. Uh, most every spring, spring it's never a given, uh, but it's happening now. And again, Boston, uh, with the advent of spring uh, happening as well, is uh, in, shall we say, a good mood uh, for this city. Um, that leads into my low light of the week, which is the referees playing way too big a role in yesterday's Warriors Rockets game. It was a great game, but they were just involved from start to finish. The refs were in too many calls. Uh, you know, certainly the Rockets were complaining, James Harden specifically, after the game uh, about the refs. Chris Paul, as we saw, was thrown out. It was, as you would expect, a very chippy game. Uh, you could make the case that these are the two best teams in the NBA. So, this is a de facto NBA Finals, if you will, and the Rockets have a lot to prove, and the game was kind of there for the taking yesterday. I'm sure that's how they feel, which is why they're focusing on the refs and the uh, ever-vexing question of, you know, what is the landing spot for the shooter, especially on a three-point play? Uh, the shooter needs to be allowed to come down. It just seemed like there was inconsistent calls on that. And uh, so now the, the the Rockets really have their work cut out for them. And the Warriors are looking like the Warriors that we've been used to the last four or five years. So game two is going to be fun, uh, to say the least, tomorrow night. And my bizarre story of the week, moving over to hockey, is, is that with the Washington Caps going down last week to the Carolina Hurricanes, that... Basically, all the blue bloods of hockey, as we know them, are out of the NHL playoffs, which means that the Bruins seemingly have the clearest path they could possibly have, uh, since they won't have to face any of the blue bloods. And in fact, they have a home ice advantage throughout, right through to the Stanley Cup. Um, so... It's all there for Boston. Everybody recognizes it. And heard an interesting note the other day where if somehow the Bruins and Celtics both win the titles, the <coughs> uh, Stanley Cup and the NBA Finals title, that Boston would be holding all four major North American championships at the same time. Of course, the Sox won last October. Patriots won the Super Bowl. And if the Celtics and Bruins can somehow do it, that would uh, truly be the icing on the cake of the last 20 years of Boston sports dominance, where they've won uh, 11 world championships between the four teams. Uh, it's simply an astounding number, to put it mildly. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, just food for thought there. And back to the Blue Bloods of hockey, uh, you know, when I speak of them, I, I'm, of course, speaking of the Tampa Bay Lightning, who had 
a record-setting year in every respect. Of course, they got swept out by Columbus Blue Jackets, who the Bruins are currently playing, tied at 1-1, playing again tomorrow night. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, winners of two of the last three Stanley Cups, and the Washington Capitals, who won last year's Stanley Cup. So the East is just wide open with uh, the Islanders and the Hurricanes as the other two, along with, of course, Columbus and the Bruins in the East. And then out West, uh, hard to Hard to call the uh, Vegas Golden Knights Blue Bloods, but after their performance in their opening season ever last year, getting to the finals, uh, they, they, they quickly, uh, they were a force. So having them out is intriguing. And now you have, uh, you know, the San Jose Sharks, uh, the Blues, and, uh, of course, Winnipeg. Uh, or Calgary had the best record out west, and they're out there by putting the Bruins in the position they're in of home ice advantage throughout. So, yeah, it's uh, the Colorado Avalanche are still in there, so it's really a crazy time. And lastly, I just want to take a, a minute or two to talk about the loss in Boston during it occurred, the, the, the news came out during the Bruins. Blue Jackets game last week, and uh, that's the loss of John Havlicek, a true legend among legends for the Boston Celtics, and he will be sadly missed. I have a, a strong connection to John Havlicek in that uh, when he was inducted into the New England Sports Hall of Fame, his inductee, which is Ohio State teammate, Bob Knight, as in Bobby Knight, Coach Bob Knight, and I was interested in interviewing Coach Knight, so I went into the garden that night in person, and after the ceremony was over of him introducing John Havlicek, I uh, approached Bob Knight, couldn't have been more of a gentleman, told him I'd like to interview him for a military history publication I was working on, and he was very gracious, told me to contact his PR representative, which I did, I got the interview, uh, one of the best, most interesting interviews I've ever had with Bob Knight. And he then hand-delivered uh, the contact information and interviews uh, for me to arrange interviews with Coach Bill Parcells and Coach Mike Krzyzewski. Of course, Knight was the head basketball coach at Army at age 24 when Parcells was the linebacker coach at Army. Coach Knight's point guard was Mike Krzyzewski, Coach K. So he, uh, he got me those two interviews along with doing an interview himself, and it's all due to John Havlicek being uh, inducted into the New England Sports Hall of Fame. But no one, uh, he's the leading Celtic scorer of all time. That's all you need to know. Uh, with the, with the uh, legends they've had, including Larry Bird playing there and Paul Pierce, not to mention Havlicek's group in the in the 60s and 70s, Bill Russell right on down, Sam Jones, and then the 70s, Dave Cowens and JoJo White for John Havlicek to be the all-time leading scorer is just a testament to what a legend he was, what a nice man he was, according to everybody. And that would be the final note on John Havlicek, never a uh, bad word was said about the man, uh, a true gentleman to say the least. 
So now, let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And he's going to fill us all uh, fill us in about his being in Nashville for the epic NFL draft. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in, as always, and we're really excited to hear uh, your perspective from being at the NFL draft down in Nashville, which looked epic, 600,000 people. But before we get started, I ended last segment talking about John Havlicek, a true legend among legends here in Boston, and uh, it sounds like uh, you have some strong feelings about Hondo as well. 
Yeah, John. Uh, I remember my first Celtic game very distinctly. It was against the Milwaukee Bucks, and uh, Dave Cowens uh, was. Uh, oh, it, oh, actually, I'll take that back. It was against the uh, Atlanta Hawks because I wanted to see Pete Maravich's first time in Boston. Wow! So that's okay. that's the game. My very first game, and Dave Cowens was a rookie as well. So it's very exciting. You walk into that Boston Garden, you see the parquet floor, you hear that organ playing, and then you, you see the, the man with the black hair and the, had the, the green shoes, and you watch them run around. That was John Hondo Havlicek, and he was just magnificent. He had a, a really sweet release. He dribbled with that right hand. He barely used his left, but he was in motion the entire time, and uh, he was a, just a passionate player. Uh, you know, once in a while, he'd... He'd uh, make it, his voice uh, loud with the officials if he objected to the call or the non-call. But he was a gentleman. I remember the time he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and we went to the game that week, and somebody was in the stands. It was an hour or two before the game. He came walking by, and here, I was looking at the fellow with the Sports Illustrated, and he, he signed it for him. And so it's just magical to watch him all those years. I saw him many, many times, and, and I've heard I didn't have the, the – uh, fortunate of interviewing him, but win, lose, or draw, he would answer all the questions to the media members, and people could take a lesson from him if all those today uh, treated people with respect, like John Havlicek, he'd go a long way to uh, making people like athletes again. Oh, yeah. Well, he's not, he never pulled a Russell Westbrook and said, next question. <laughs> That's for sure. And uh, no, Yeah, I mean... No. AP, you can't say it any better than he, he may have been the quintessential Celtic. And when you look at the Celtics team over the years to sit, to pick him out or anybody out and say that guy was the quintessential Celtic is just, that's saying something. And, you know, he's just incredible. The hold he had on Boston, the sadness to come over this city, the way it was announced AP up here was you know, everybody's watching the Bruins game, myself included, and then smack in the middle of the Bruins game from the garden, appropriately enough. Hmm. Uh, right. You know, uh, the hockey announcers say they just got some sad news <laughs> that John Havlicek died. And, like, I don't think – I know I didn't have a clue yeah. that he was even sick. Nor did anybody, no. to my knowledge. It just no, hit, I, no, it I shocked didn't. everybody. Yeah, I think I saw him at a – all-star game in the last couple of years, he walked by and he still had a, a good physique. And, of course, everybody knows he had that trout with the Cleveland Browns. And he was right. one of the last Drafted. people cut. He, he, he probably could have played pro football, I'm sure. I'm sure he could have played pro football. Oh, there's and, no uh, question, yes. Ah. He was a star at Ohio State. Uh, Bob Knight, appropriately enough, was the sixth man. And I say that because, of course... John Havlicek basically invented the six-man position for the Celtics. But right. he, he was a star yeah. with Jerry Lucas on those Ohio State teams around 1960 with Bob Knight coming off the yeah. bench as the sixth man. And uh, so he was drafted in, in by the, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And by all accounts, AP, uh, he, 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 was, he had something going on physically, may have been like a broken hand or something when he tried out for the Browns, yet he was the very last person to be cut. Uh, he was that good, right? right. And yes, uh, you know, but it all worked out pretty well, I'd say, for him, regardless. But yeah, it's just an amazing story. Uh, the, the original two-sport athlete, right? 
Originally, yes, sir. And, you know, he has to be one of Ohio's favorites. The Buckeyes played in three straight championship games. They won as a sophomore. And then even his teammate, Larry Zigfried, played with the Celtics. Yes, that's right. He was on that so team, too. That, that was, Good point. I forgot about him. He yeah. was a great player. Yes, that, that was quite a, quite a team they had. And to make the, the final three straight years, they won it as, as sophomores. That, uh, I think Loyola beat him a couple of times, maybe. Yeah, they won once. Yeah, he was. And, I, I, yeah, I just you know, but everybody I just thought they were going to be the original, like UCLA, and win three in a row, and and perhaps beyond. But in the end, they only won one national championship, I believe. Right, I think it was the sixty. I think it was or sixty-two, something. I forgot which one it was, but but uh, yeah, I loved watching John Howitzek. He had the feathery shot. And he would shoot off the backboard. He had that running shot. Johnny Most would, you know, how much heck was a runner? And you'd hear that over and over again. And, and uh, of course, when Havacek stole the ball and uh, yes. that game against the 76ers, when Russell was inbounding the ball, hit the structure above, the wire above. And, and uh, of course, that was unbelievable, giving the you know, Philadelphia a chance to win. And then Havacek was counting in his mind how many seconds, and he just took a gamble. I think they were inbounding to Hal Greer, and he stole the ball. And that's legendary. That's a legendary call in sports. I agree. 1965. It may be the most, mm-hmm. I think, easily the most legendary call in basketball history, NBA, and perhaps in sports. I mean, you don't have to be a New Englander to know that call. And, you know, Bob Ryan, the uh, Hall of Fame journalist from the Boston Globe, covered the Celtics for decades. He, he was on the radio on Saturday. I can't, uh, before I forget, I mean, the, the play that John Havlicek's passing has gotten here in Boston, especially in the middle of both the Bruins and Celtics and their playoff run mixed with the NFL draft. Yet he, he is what everybody has up here has been talking about for four days. And uh, But Bob Ryan said, and I agree 100%, and I'm guessing you will too, uh, he was asked, what's his most famous shot? What's the signature moment aside from the steal? Havlicek stole the ball, and it was it was my pick uh, as well, and Bob Ryan said it. In the famous epic triple overtime game against Phoenix, he was the <laughs> one who hit one of those runners coming down the left side and yeah. banked it in to send that game right. into either its second or third overtime. Uh, that was all around the, Gar- the Garfield Hurd shot and all that. Uh, Garfield yeah. Hurd shot Hurd around the world, by the way. Um, I remember that. Do you remember Friday that night, shot? The Friday I night do. game. Uh, yeah, the Friday night game, John. I was in school Friday at night. the time and glued to the TV. And, of course, I was really excited being a Boston Celtic fan. And uh, Paul Westfall was on the other side that day in 76. And, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, John Havlicek, when you think of athletes, he's the one that comes to mind that had so much class and dignity and uh, loved the game and performed at a high level for a very long time. I remember they had the Saturday night game when he was going to retire. I think he scored maybe 38 or 40 points, whatever it was. I can't remember, but it was a Saturday night. I think they had a tribute to him um, when he was going to retire. The team wasn't that very good that year, I believe. But, uh, yeah, you'll never forget somebody like John Havlicek. I mean, he must have had a heart twice the size of everyone else or lungs because he ran around so much trying to get open and it was it, when you watch him and Bill Bradley. It was who could outrun the other. 
Exactly right. And they played against each other uh, when that was a big time rivalry. And you said it perfectly, AP. That was his game. His game was just constant motion, constantly, constantly, you know, 48 minutes a game. I mean, he, he I said he's the leading Celtic scorer of all time, which is as impressive as it gets given from Larry Bird to Bill Russell. But more importantly, or just as importantly, I should say, he, he led the Celtics in minutes played uh, for career. Uh, and, you know, and during those minutes, AP, often 48 a game, he was just in constant motion. Nobody could keep up with him. And the minute he got, you know, even an iota of uh, an opening, he, you know, he got the ball and up went the shot. And that, that was his game. And, you know, and just part of a very well-rounded game, by the way. He could do it all. Just shooting, rebounds. Oh, yeah. Inside, outside, didn't matter. Complete ball player. And Bill Russell called him the greatest player he ever played with. Uh, again, you you can't get any better, more praise from the greatest player ever than, than that. No, and, no, absolutely. Uh, no. It, it just goes on and on, AP. Again, it's been overwhelming, the reaction here in Boston. Uh, I, I can't remember a time when everybody is just so uniformly Number one, surprised by his passing. Number two, just can't stop talking about it. You know, it's just uh, everybody loved him. Everybody loved him. There's no other way to say it. No, no, and he was always on top of his game, tremendous effort. I mean, there was no question. He, he, he gave 100%. And like I said, I just feel, I felt so, so great when I started following the Celtics to have someone uh, like him on the team that you could like, the person you could like, you know, as an individual, Correct. and uh, treated everybody with respect. And where is he from? Where is he from? Martin's Ferry, Ohio. Is that where he's from? Martin's I believe Ferry, so. I, I, he is. He is most certainly an Ohio native, no doubt about that. And you, oh, you know, yeah. I, I at the end of the first segment, I talked about my you know once removed Hondo connection, which of course was. Uh, going in the night, he was inducted into the New England Sports Hall of Fame, and I went in to introduce myself to Bob Knight, who was present, who was Havlicek's hand-picked person to present him that night. And you know, the rest is history, because Coach Bob Knight, I, I approached him. He could not have been more of a gentleman. This was within minutes of Havlicek's ceremony ending. And he, you know, I did the interview, one of my favorite interviews of all time. It launched a relationship with Bob Knight that led to him arranging for me interviews with Bill Parcells and Coach K. And more importantly, launched a career of writing about the intersection of military and sports. And that's all due to Bob Knight uh, being there here in Boston for the present John Havlicek. So, uh, again, I have a, a once-removed connection to John Havlicek through that. And, uh, but like you, AP, I just grew up absolutely adoring the guy. I mean, every, everybody did. Even his the harshest Celtics critics, uh, haters of the Celtics, back before the word haters was even in use. Yes. Yes. Even those people... And there were lots of them, especially out in Lakerland. Uh, even they liked John Havlicek. He couldn't help like. 
Oh, yeah, there's no question. And he had that name, the nickname Hondo, and I'm not yep, sure. great he, nickname. He's got that name. Uh, you know how he received that name, John? I'm, I'm really not familiar. I do not. I do not. The, 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 that's one worth looking, worth looking up. Uh, I'm not sure what the funeral arrangements are, but if indeed the, he is going to be, if it, if it was going to be here in Boston, it would be like a state funeral. I can assure you of that. I have no reason to believe it is or isn't. I don't know where. Haven't heard anything, any details. Uh, more than likely, I mean, he died in Jupiter, Florida, where where he lived. He was also well known for holding a, a big time annual fishing tournament to benefit uh, youngsters uh, off Cape Cod uh, every year for mm-hmm. decades. One of the top athlete events held every year for decades up here, and uh, you, you know he may be getting buried back in Ohio. I just have no idea. But uh, right, yeah, it, right. It, yeah, it's just again there's there's universal sadness over this because yeah. I don't know how else to say it other than AP see what you think I mean it feels like you know like we didn't get a chance to say goodbye you know he was around yes, yeah y'all saw him Absolutely. I saw him many 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 times but you know it just was so sudden and at least from my point of view unexpected um, that I think that's that's what is contributing to the massive outpouring of, of love for John Havlicek is it just feels like, you know, we didn't get a chance to say goodbye. Right. His name has not been in the news. He wasn't a, a former player that you would see very often as far as in the media, you know, interviews or something like that, but he was always around. And John, in this day and age, when you're looking to recruit or select or have an athlete be the face of the franchise, there's no, there was nobody better. I mean, he's like the, you know, Jerry West of the Lakers, John Havlicek. I mean, those people don't come around uh, very often. Correct. And uh, by the way, um, when the Celtics come back to Boston for Game Three against the Bucks, it will be their first game in the Garden since John Havlicek passed. And I would highly recommend that as appointment viewing. I'll, I'll check what night it's going to be. But, uh, yeah, yeah the, the Celtics will be wearing uh, patches in honor of John Havlicek. And uh, so, yeah, w- whatever night that is, I would strongly recommend people tune in. And I'm looking here, and it will be this Friday night, May 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern. Celtics playing their first mm-hmm. game in the Garden. They will be honoring Hondo for sure. Um mm-hmm. So, yes, so AP, Hondo is that, you know, he's such an icon that we didn't even get a chance to, he filled our whole segment. We didn't even get a chance to talk about the NFL draft that you attended, but we will do that to our priority, and we're going to do that on the other side, unless you have something more to add about Hondo. Oh, I just want to say that, John, I did happen to see the the playoff game against the Milwaukee Bucks. I think it was the second game with Louis. I think it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It might have been Lou Alcindor at the time. And so of, of all the teams they're going to play against, and they won the title against Milwaukee, here's Milwaukee on Friday night. Correct. Yes. Uh, it's, it's just uh, totally fitting. Um, oh, here we go. I just looked it up. John Havlicek, whose nickname Hondo, was inspired by the John Wayne movie of the same name. 
So that, there you that's have what it. I thought. I didn't know why. Yeah, I didn't know why it was. Uh, you know why they named him after that movie. But I knew that movie, and that, that's what I, I always thought. But I wasn't positive. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's perfectly fitting, and you know, just as a final postscript. And once you start talking about John Havlicek, it's really hard to stop, <laughs> as our listeners are it hearing. Is, it is. He. Uh, he played for two dynasties. That's really important to recognize. He was the bridge. Yes. And by that, I, you yeah. know, I mean, the 60s dynasty speaks for itself, eight championships. Uh, but, yeah. you know, he, he was the bridge into that next wave of Celtics titles, which was, of course, with Dave Cowens and Jojo White, among others. Uh, but John Havlicek was front and center. So he was a star on both versions. Big star. Maybe the, not, not the best right, player. Yeah. That will always be Bill Russell, but uh, big-time right. star for two different championship teams. That's um, important to note. Exactly. Well, once again, why don't we take our break here, AP, and we can't wait to hear about uh, your observations of the, uh, of the NFL draft, which you attended in Nashville. It looked awesome, and I can't wait to hear you talk about it after the break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Well, 
Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and or third <laughs> segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., I've been teasing throughout the show that you were at the NFL draft in Nashville. It looked Awesome. On television, 600,000 people attended over the course of three days. So uh, you have the floor. We're dying to hear all about it. <laughs> yeah, John, it was quite a spectacle. There was, uh, I think it ended up being 600,000 people attended. Correct. And, um, you know, they have that, that street in Nashville, Broadway, and that yep. was blocked off. And they had stages set up everywhere. A lot of musical entertainment, of course, being music city capital, country music. So... And uh, they built a media venue, John, right along the river, across really? from this in Titan Stadium. They oh sure yeah, they're right where you like mean Cumberland that, River, right? Yeah, right. And John, you knew you've been to a golf venue that we attend in in Cromwell, similar to that, but huge. Okay, it's right. Humongous. That that type of building. Okay. And, uh, so and so, uh, they had twenty three players in attendance. I think four or five did not get selected till. A few stayed the second day or were in the hotel close by in case they were drafted and they uh, went to, you know, fetch them and bring them to the, the media tent. So, but it was, um, it was nice. It was uh, different than being at Radio City, of course. Right. Uh, but it was, in, it was enjoyable to be in Nashville. And I guess the biggest surprise, John, was the Daniel Jones pick number, number six to the New York Giants, I would say. No doubt about it. Where were you when that was actually announced? Were you on Broadway or in the media center? I was in the media center, John. I sure was watching that okay. closely. And, and um, I was hopeful that he would be drafted that day because I wanted to speak to David Cliff, the quarterback whisperer, head coach at Duke University. You know, he had this Eli Manning at Ole Miss and Peyton Manning at Tennessee and then also Keith Schuler. So four number one quarterbacks he's coached. Wow. Uh, I know. No, that that was the shocker of the draft for sure. Um, AP, let me ask you, did you, I, I assume you made it up to Broadway and were, were actually able to witness the 200,000 people per night that were there? Yeah, it's, it's quite, uh, it's quite a sight. The sea of humanity. Yeah. There was right. A lot of folks, a lot of folks. As, as but, far uh, as the know, eye I, can I see. Get um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I was able to get around, John. Yeah, I was able to get around, but yeah, it was it's something. Oh, just amazing. You know, it exceeded even the highest expectations because nobody could have ever expected that. Three days in a row, no less. Uh, and night one for the round one was, uh, of course, in the rain for the most part. So that was even more a testament to the passion down there in Nashville. And uh, AP, I mean, I was thinking of you right off the bat with the number three pick which was, of course, uh, none other than Alabama's superstar defensive lineman, Quinnen Williams, to the New York Jets. Uh, he is one likable fellow. Great interview, and, uh, you know, after being inducted or chosen. And, uh, yeah, uh, you have to be thrilled about that. Oh, yeah, I was. And it was funny because, John, he said that he had worked out with Leonard Williams of USC somewhere along the line, so they knew each other. And they'll be playing probably side by side. And 
make that that defense ferocious. And he was asked about playing against the New England Patriots and having a chance to set uh, Tom Brady. So he's looking forward to, to that matchup. But, yeah, Quinnen is an outstanding player. Of all the defensive linemen that have been drafted number one since the Nick Saban area of Alabama, he's the best I've seen. That says it all. You've been around Alabama football for a long time. So for you to say that uh, is a testament to him being the third overall pick. And AP, I also want to give you props for uh, last week. You and I both identified who we were most intrigued by to see where they would go in the draft. And uh, you nailed it perfectly with Jared Stedham because he was drafted by the Patriots. And AP, uh, he's a big name, and everybody in Boston is really excited. The most optimistic people are saying, you know, he's the heir apparent to Tom Brady. That's a bold statement. But they're likening him to Brady in so many different ways. Low-round draft pick, big name, a name everybody knows from a big school, Auburn. Prior to that, he was at Baylor. Uh, Brady was at Michigan. You know, just the kind of guy you know his name. Uh and again, the excitement up here is immense for the for the drafting of Jared Stedham. I, it's been incredible to watch. I'm so glad to hear that, John, because Jared, uh, I got to know him uh, through the years, and he has a, a, an engaging personality. He'll accept that responsibility and do his very best for the Patriots, and I know that that type of offense where you're getting rid of the ball quickly, I think that, that'll be in his favor so you don't get hit because, as we know, last year Auburn's offensive line was less than stellar, but he's accurate. He can make all the throws, and he has some ability to escape the rush, and he's fairly athletic, actually. Yeah, and AP, some of the draft experts uh, who saw him at workouts and whatnot said he – for what it's worth, throws the best ball of any quarterback in America, period. And when you hear that, you immediately go to Tom Brady because that's one of the many things he's known for is obviously throwing a great ball uh, that receivers can easily handle. And uh, so, yeah, again, uh, he has an interesting pedigree. I I think it's going to be exciting stuff, AP, to say the least. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, you can have a good mindset if you're drafted by the Patriots at this point in Tom Brady's career because you realize whether it's two to four years, you're going to have the chance to be the starter. And you're going to learn from Tom Brady. Right. (laughs) What a great position to be in. And he just seems like uh, the perfect guy to learn under Tom Brady. He He has the physical skills already. And what he can learn on the mental side from Tom Brady and, you, you know, the dedication, shall we say, and competitiveness are unmatched. And uh, AP, speaking of the Patriots, another favorite son from Alabama, Damian Harris, was drafted by the Patriots as well, uh, running back position. So, again, big name. A lot of people excited about that, too. Yeah, uh, Damian's a, a very good college running back. I think his average on career six or seven yards to catch the football was the number one running back coming out of Kentucky. And Oh, by the way, Jarrett Stedham was born in Kentucky and Damian Harris and uh, Jarrett Stedham, their paths crossed when they were young boys playing football, eight or nine years old. I 
can't re- I can't recall if they're on the same team or against each other, but so that's an interesting story in and of itself. And then they played against each other at Alabama and Auburn. Now they'll be hopefully teammates with the New England Patriots. That's amazing. I lo- we, we love those stories that only you have, it seems, AP. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it's going to be great. Uh, you know, again, just a great draft. I mean, uh, the Steelers uh, got my attention and everybody's when they traded up to number 10 to get Devin Pitts, uh, from Michigan. And of course, the Patriots later drafted Chase Winovich, the, he of the long flowing blonde locks down to the middle of his back and now known up here in new england as the guy who dated madonna's daughter lords because she went to the university of michigan too so uh <laughs> everybody's loving this guy already he's a big personality that, that's a great story yeah he'll be uh similar to the green bay packers linebacker one of the matthews right play With matthews that, those yep. flaming locks the, the samson hair hair hairdo yes uh exactly right ap and uh and before I forget, you had picked Jared Stedham as the guy you were most intrigued to watch where he went on Saturday. I, of course, had picked Trace McSorley, uh, quarterback from Penn State, and uh, a winner of the highest level, highest degree. And uh, so, yeah, it worked out great for him because he he's a Virginia native, won three state titles in high school in the state of Virginia. But he was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. And I love it because... Number one, he's close to home. He's close to Penn State, and he's close to Virginia, where he grew up. And number two, uh, AP, you know, his, his game, his mobility, you know, he looks like a perfect backup to Lamar Jackson. And by that, I mean, if anything happens to Lamar Jackson, you can bring Trace McSorley into the game and, you know, I'm assuming can run basically the same offense, you, you know. So I think it's a great pick by the Ravens. Oh, yeah, it was very smart and uh... – He's a, he'd be a good teammate, you know. You just you just kind of believe in him. All the things he's done at Penn State, and uh, guy. maybe some people, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's, so, he's a character guy uh, for sure, overachiever. Yes, absolutely, and uh, that's a good spot for him, as you detailed. And I'm I'm hoping he has a long. I mean, he's the kind of guy that could have a long career. You miss just a backup. I mean, he'd be glad to be in that role. Exactly right, AP. I think he's going to do well, and I think it worked. I think it was a perfect pick. Again, you know, uh, probably an hour. He'll be an hour or so from where he grew up, and uh, an hour or two tops, if not less, uh, from Penn State, where of course he made his name. So I, I think he has to be thrilled uh, to be. Uh, you know, he'll have strong support down there in Baltimore. <laughs> say the least, between uh, his family and friends from Virginia and Penn State fan base. It's loaded, which is everywhere in the mid-Atlantic region. Uh, it's going to be fun. So, AP, hard to believe, we're at the end of our third segment, so why don't we take our final break? Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? 
It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tomorrow's Trailblazers, Nuggets game. Nuggets just won game seven Saturday night. Quick turnaround at home to host the Trailblazers. And this game is suddenly so intriguing because Damian Lillard is going next level AP. And uh, the shot he hit to win that series last week was one of the great shots in NBA history from anywhere from about 37 feet. At the buzzer, he took the ball over midcourt, held it for around 10 seconds, and then just fired away to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, AP, that was a classic, that shot. Uh, that, that was going to be around for a while, that's for sure. What about him, John? When he was coming out of college, someone told me that they liked him as the best guard in that draft. I can't remember the year, but that was an uh, incredible shot. Incredible shot. I mean, th- these are the moments we all live for, and th- that was the highlight of the NBA playoffs so far, bar none. And AP, speaking of highlights, I mean, Alabama once again at the NFL draft in Nashville, which you covered and attended, of course. Um, 
they were again uh, the big the big dogs. Uh, the NFL loves Alabama players, right? Yeah, I think John, this is thirty three players, eleven and ten this year, and uh, school record twelve last year. So that's thirty three players drafted during the Nick Saban era, and and I can't, I don't know if that set the record thirty three in three years, but it's it's probably close, I'm sure. But he became the uh, all time leader with number one draft picks, draft picks thirty four, surpassing Joe Paterno at thirty three. Really? Wow. That's amazing. I did not know that little tidbit. Um, yeah, it's just amazing, AP. And then, you know, uh, not to project too much, but, you know, sitting here today, you could make a reasonable case that next year they're probably going to, they might have the number one overall pick in Tua. So it's... Right. You know. Absolutely. And he might, he might have another milestone, John, because, you know, he's had number one selections from the offensive line, defensive line, tight end position, running back. Defensive backs, safeties, cornerbacks, uh, at every position except the kicker. And, of course, nobody has a kicker usually or a punter and a fullback, but he could have a quarterback. So he'll set another milestone next year, possibly to a tongue of Iowa. Yes, yes, no doubt about that. And, uh, yeah, so AP, again, they're, they're, they're just, uh, I mean, the Alabama dynasty is just felt in so many ways. Of course, Bill Belichick with Nick Saban, coached together at Cleveland Browns back in 99, uh, long history ever since, but he, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he, he, he regularly now picks Alabama players, Damian Harris this year, uh, the punt returner a couple years ago, who was that, Cyrus Jones? Cyrus Jones, and of course, who could forget Dante Hightower, all the plays yes. he made in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl and beyond. He, he, he is just, <laughs> right, um, right. you know, they should call him Big Play Dante because he is. Uh, <laughs> he's made three of the biggest plays in recent Patriots history: stopping Marshawn Lynch, the play before Marsha before Malcolm Butler's interception, getting the sack, strip sack on Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl against the Falcons, where which. You're right. He's not the only player uh, in Alabama sports that's been noted for his clutch play. You know, big shot Robert. Big shot Robert Ory. Exactly. There you go. There's a very, very good comparison. Um, So, yeah, it was just really, uh, you know, fascinating draft. Um, You know, the Patriots, first time, let's start with the fact that they, uh, you know, their number one pick, wide receiver, first time in the Bill Belichick has ever chosen a wide receiver number one from uh, Arizona, Arizona State. Right, Arizona, Arizona State. State, and he's he's huge. He is uh, he is six two plus and uh, two hundred and um, a huge target for Tom Brady. And what has everybody up here so excited? AP is everybody up here in New England. AP is all in on that philosophy. There's there's nobody saying build for the future. Everybody is just saying draft the best players possible that the you know, round Tom Brady as they go for the uh, all-time record of seven Super Bowls. Yes, yeah. currently. Yeah, they'd be foolish not to draft. Yeah, they'd be foolish John, not to draft the best player with Tom Brady in the last few years of his career. So that's a smart move. It is. It is. Which is why you know everybody up here was so excited and. Uh, yeah, so uh, we shall see. Um, they also, I found this interesting, AP. You'll know him. 
their second pick was Joe John Jawan Williams, a defensive back from Vanderbilt AP, SEC guy, who actually is 6'4 to 11. Repeat, 6'4 to 11, defensive back. Uh, you don't see that very often. I think he's from Nashville, too, but he's from Vanderbilt, so he came by um, the media tent when he was drafted, and um, so that was interesting. He's probably the only Vanderbilt player drafted. Right, right. Well, perfect. Hometown boy, but now they, they now have a big defensive back to match up against the increasingly bigger receivers. We see what AP. Oh. Hard to believe we're at the end of our show. Thank you so much for your fabulous perspective on attending and covering the NFL draft down in Nashville over the weekend, and uh, we appreciate all the good uh, all the good information you provide as always. Hey, thank you, John. And one other note about the Vanderbilt player. I know he was drafted by the New England Patriots because he didn't come to the stand-up room even for the Nashville TV. So <laughs> There you go. Closed lips right away immediately. Right. Well, the Patriots <laughs> like that. That's a good first impression of, for up here in New England. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank you, John. Glad to be on the show. Thank you, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend and we'll talk sports again next week.